following 20 years of service. Noel, a very good morning to you. Good morning, Alan. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for taking the time to be with us. Um, huge number, 79% of the public want guaranteed access to high quality early years and school age care for children in their community. Uh, hardly surprising that, but nice to hear that 61% uh, are in favour of improved paying conditions for educators working in the sector. I'm, I'm sure you, you hear it a lot from parents anyway, Noel, but good to know there's overwhelming public support for, for you and your colleagues within the sector. Yes, absolutely, and it is the last uh, 10 years, especially with the uh, ECCE, the Early Childhood Education Schemes that have come in, have been transformative for early childhood education, and we get fabulous feedback from the primary schools to come back and say that the quality of what is going in now regards to children with their literacy and numeracy and their just ability to be able to manage and you know function has made their life so much easier in schools. Yeah, and th- th- it's worth emphasising that the role that early years in school age care plays in, in fostering a child's development, be it helping them socialise, emotional, cognitive growth and just developing in general, it is so, so crucial. Yes, it is. And uh, as I say, from my time going to school, where we went to school at four years of age and we had no preparation for what we're facing into, the children of today are very well prepared and the step that is from early age schooling to primary school is not a major trauma for children, which is fabulous for us. And it's more fabulous for parents because it eases the stress, particularly parents who are going out to work in the morning and have to leave children in school. It's, they don't want to leave their children in distress going to school. So this is one of the major uh, achievements that has come in the last decade in education. Uh, in terms of what it does for parents as well, then childcare in supporting working families, uh, enabling parents to go to work uh, and ensuring children receive quality education and, and care, it's, it's ticking quite a lot of boxes. Oh, it is, and uh, we have got fabulous feedback from parents on it over the years, and you know, it does. It takes, especially the what we call the ECI scheme, the early childhood education, has taken a financial burden off parents. So from X amount of hours between 9 and 12 in the morning for 38 weeks of the year, they don't have to pay for it. The state pays for it. So that has been a huge step forward in early education, and it's beneficial to everybody. How can, you know, based on parents you've dealt with, how can economic circumstances impact a parent's ability to afford early years care for their child and you know what can be done to help them in that regard or what is being done well there's no doubt that the the cost of living in the last number of years has risen hugely and the pressure you see on parents in all walks of life and i used to meet parents every morning my wife and i run our business and we meet parents coming in every morning and you can see the stress levels on them they're under pressure to get to work they're under pressure to perform and um it's very hard to see how, you know, one area can take the pressure off them. You know, the economic pressure that people are under is huge, plus the stress on people regarding housing and just basically paying their bills and their fuel and their cars and everything. And, you know, everything has gone up, but the wages haven't increased that much that has taken the pain away. But, of course, in order for services such as your own and others within the sector to operate, you need a great staff, and we know the staff who work in um, Cresce's early child uh, care sector in general 
they do such great work, Noel, but it, it is a tough job. Uh, you know, when we've spoken with them before, they talk, talk about having to jump through a lot of educational hoops. They have to attain a lot of credentials. Um, it can be a tough job. There's a lot of responsibility in minding um, someone's child, but it isn't reflected in the pay and uh, I suppose the respect that is given not just to them, but the overall sector from the government. Yeah, absolutely. And there is a thing we see over the years which we call compassion fatigue, where there's a high burnout rate among people who work in the caring industry, not only in childcare, but in those who mind the elderly and those special needs, you know, people who do special needs education and carers, where they're burnt out because the responsibility is high and the demands that are expected from everybody, and rightly so, that we provide the highest quality of service, but the, it does create a burnout rate, and we have seen people leaving the industry that we certainly didn't want to lose, but just felt that they, you know, they had reached a level where they needed a break from us. I would imagine that's very frustrating, but can it also be frustrating for the likes of yourselves running uh, the service that you do, that you, you, you lose good people, but then... Are there a similar standard of people coming through to to replace them? Because it is so well known what the issues within the sector are that maybe uh, as the years have gone on, a lot of people have been turned off uh, pursuing it as a career and maybe you don't have the same quality of potential employee coming through to replace the great ones that you've lost for the very same reasons. Well, Alan, there's a number of issues there and you've raised them uh, very rightly. The education, the courses for providing childcare stopped a number of years ago and we find that there is a, you know, the pool that was there 10 years ago is not there at the moment and there are also other industries who are looking for employees who provide similar salaries that we provide but without the level of responsibility that goes with working in the early childcare business and uh, it's on, on these opportunities, when I speak on the radio, I always commend all our people that have worked for us, past and present, because it is not an easy job. We acknowledge it's not an easy job. There is a lot of responsibility, and there are easier jobs out there for equal money at the moment. One of the findings within uh, that early childhood Ireland barometer that I mentioned earlier on, Noel, is that over half, 53% think the government should pay the wages of crash staff. I'm sure, you know, if that if that were to become a reality, it would be music to your ears, but is that a far-flung a far dream? Yeah, I don't believe that will ever happen. I think the system that was set up back 15, 20 years ago, where effectively childcare was outsourced to the private sector, won't change. You know, there's no... It may be aspirational for people, but there is no going back. Uh, privatisation is not just in our business. And once you turn the corner on privatisation, there's no going back to a public service model because there's no appetite within government to take this on. In terms of what the government has done up to this point, are you and your colleagues, are you, know, are you satisfied with what they've done but just feel they need to do more? Or is there even a certain level of frustration with what the government have provided so far for the sector? Well, you know, we've spoken about this before, Alan, and I've always said that the schemes that were brought in, the NCS scheme, the National Childcare Scheme, and those have been a huge benefit to parents, have allowed people to return to work. And when they were brought in and when the core funding model was brought in, back in 2021-22, there were different times, and what was good then is not good now. And I always use the example when I talk to people that 
the costing structure that's effectively frozen at a 2017 level is not reflected across the broader economy because from everything from coffee to diesel to whatever it is has gone up maybe 30-40% in price and we are sitting on 2017 rates which long term is not feasible and because my costs coming out the door for running my service have gone up but my money coming in from the state hasn't gone up and it's not going up and that's you know, that's a problem that needs to be addressed. And, you know, and I know from speaking to yourself previously, and even not just yourself, but others within the sector in Clare, um, it, it is so, so difficult. We've seen so many closures in this county and, and nationwide over uh, the past number of years. Uh, do, do you envisage, a, a, you know, a, a similar situation unfolding in 2024 that by the end of the year we'll have seen a significant number of closures if something doesn't change, if the government don't do more for the sector? But you know, Alan, you have to look at the broader economy and I talk to people in every industry, in restaurants and pubs, in shops and everything, and this is a contagion at the moment that's spreading, not just from me, where people who held out in the hope of better times have now reached the stage where they have literally run out of cash and they've run out of time to keep going. And there is always financial pressures in every business, including our own, and the banks are good and they will give you leeway, but sometimes, at some stage, they will tell you that you're not viable as an entity. And that's the biggest worry we have in childcare in nationally is the viability going forward and the fact that good people will leave the service and won't come back. You have previously called on the government to carry out a serious review of the sector. How likely do you think that is to happen? I mean, the picture you have painted before and others have painted is is not a pretty one. Um, and I'm sure that's that's a scenario that is reflected in other counties as well. How likely do you think the government are to to to, to uh, do that and carry out their, a, a review that you and your colleagues feel is needed? Well, last year we did a lot of engagement with the government, and we met with uh, people, including the Thornish, that and discussed their issues. And prior to budget 2023, we were confident that there was an understanding of our position and that something would happen. And we were more or less told unofficially that this was going to be our year. But unfortunately, the government have a lot of people knocking on their door, and somewhere between point A and point B, our resources didn't come forward. And again, we will go back knocking on the door for 2024 budget in the hope that maybe we will get to the top of the pile. But unfortunately, there's always somebody else there that is deemed more needing than we are. A very good point coming in here. Childcare professionals in Clare and across the country are a pillar of our community and of our future. The profession should be treated on the same level as teaching and government should fund the sector to this end. Uh, shout out to all who work in the sector, both private and community, but action, support and funding must follow as a matter of urgency to ensure its future success. And that point about it, uh, that the profession should be treated on the same level of teaching is so pertinent, isn't it? Because, you know, with described earlier on, Noel, how uh, the staff who work in the sector uh, are, are crucial in terms of helping foster a child's development at a pretty critical stage of their life uh, when they're so young, yet you, you just get the impression that it's not viewed uh, or certainly given the same level of respect or remuneration uh, as, as teachers. Absolutely, and uh, we have always said it, that the role of the early childcare practitioner is huge and it's highly beneficial to the education of children. And for whatever reason, that message where we have certainly pushed it for years, it's listened to, it's heard, and, but 
we get to a certain point, but I think there's always the fear in government of, and I use the word again, contagion, that if they give those increases to childcare, that special needs assistance will come back and look for it, and that other, what's called in industrial relations is linkage, so that if we get it, somebody else will get it. And I always think there's always a fear in government that once they start the ball rolling in that direction, that a lot of other people will rightly so roll in and look for the same terms and conditions. You are going to be closing a kid's haven in Shannon in the coming months in June. After a, so, so many years of service now, two decades, will there be any element of you, will there be a certain level of sadness or, you know, given the, 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 the situation you've described in the sector and it's been there for, for many years now, will, will there be an element of you that's almost relieved or, or, or glad to get out of it? No, absolutely not. And, you know, we engage with our stakeholders particularly the parents of children and there is that worry out there that once we're gone and people like me are gone and my wife who set this business up over 20 years ago are gone that there's nobody rolling in behind us and as I explained to you before for somebody to set up what would be a viable crash today and I'm not talking about a huge operation you know you want number one you want huge bank backing from the banks but you also need a fund of maybe quarter of a million euro to purchase a building, mortgage that building, staff the building, train up the building. And they're the things that are not coming forward. But I just want to make one quick point before we go. The broader issues are what is hurting us. The auto-enrolment in pensions, the new sick leave regulations, all those things are hurting because they are costing us money that's going out the door that we certainly hadn't factored in two, three years ago. And it's not just me, it's everybody in this industry. And as I say, not just in childcare, across the board from the small publican to the small restaurateur to cafes, to everybody here who's listened to us this morning, it's the same message. And where I am fully in favour of workers' rights and people being paid fairly, I think they, there is a rush in this government to get a lot done very quickly without thinking of the consequences for small businesses and how they're going to pay for it. Yeah, because I was just thinking it's kind of hard to square that circle because, you know, a lot of people would very much welcome a, 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 an initiative like the auto enrolment pension. But do you think, from what you're saying, or like at the sense you think that the, the government should have spent longer thinking about the effect it would have on businesses such as your own or maybe that there'd be some, I don't know, level of compensation or maybe cu- help to cushion the blow of having to contribute to that? I think in some way, there's two answers to that. Number one is, when you talk to the local representatives, when you talk to Carl Crow, Joe Carey, and those people, there's a very good understanding, and we really do engage with them on that. There's a very good understanding. But when you get above that level, somewhere the understanding goes. And, from, from, and this is me talking as a person who operates a small business. An awful lot of governments understand more the larger operations, the intels, the larger multinationals, but they don't seem to understand that small business of all kind is the backbone of Irish society and provides jobs in areas where the large multinationals won't come in. And every job in my business provides three jobs in the service industry and every job that is lost locally and again I'm talking about our business I'm talking about all business, is lost, is costing jobs down the road and they're the things that the government need to engage with and I just feel that there's an awful rush to get an awful lot done and in rushing to get it done the thought isn't going into the effects it's having on rural Ireland, the smaller communities that don't have the huge industries like you have in Leakslip with Intel etc.